Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. In today's episode, we're honored to have a very special guest whose life journey embodies the essence of determination and true purpose. From turning down the comforts of a corporate career to embrace the world of art, as well as traveling to rediscover oneself, her story is a beacon of inspiration to all of us. Embrace yourselves for an enlightening conversation that promises to stir your soul. Without further ado, let's welcome our esteemed guest. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. Alakai's life is a vivid tapestry of science, creativity, and boundless exploration. As a child, the call of the wild beckoned during family trips to nature's embrace, a tradition she cherishes and continues. Professionally, she started by designing spacecraft for a decade before ascending to the role of VP of program management in a budding startup. Here, she honed her knack for intricate planning, which she then seamlessly integrated into her personal evolution. This blend of professional wisdom and nature serenity sowed the seeds for her transformative summit method. On the creative spectrum, Alakai's channels her artistic essence into folk music, both writing and performing. Her artistic endeavors don't end there. She's also a distinguished muralist, journeyed in her sprinter camper van conquering new terrains, whether they're hiking trails, kayaking waters, or challenging climbs. For Alakai, every mountain symbolizes a new story, a unique challenge, and an exhilarating pursuit. Fueled by her passion for reaching celestial heights, Alakai is on a mission to empower others to chase their wildest dreams. Thank you so much for coming onto my show, Alakai. It's so nice to meet you. It is wonderful to meet you as well. I'm excited to be here and to share my story and hopefully, you know, help others along the way in their stories. Absolutely. And it was so cool reading that you building spacecraft. So my <laughs> my stepdad is an aerospace engineer. And so he has some familiar uh familiarity when it comes to like engineering 
I think it was like those laser helmet things and all these, all this crazy stuff. I think he worked for Lockheed Martin for a long time. And then I also have my husband who is an engineer as well. It's funny because they both have the same name, Victor and Victor. <laughs> so my mom and I always tease, oh, our Victor is our engineer Victors. <laughs> so that is so cool that you did that. But anyway, before I already get sidetracked, because that's how I, <laughs> that's how I roll. <laughs> This is about you. So I would love for you just to briefly tell us about your journey and what inspired you to write Conquer Your Summit. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for the introduction. I loved hearing that about Victor, your engineering family. I I love it. I have been surrounded by so many engineers through my career. Um, <laughs> I was an engineer. So basically my story started where I was a child and I was a creative person and I love science. And then I grew up and I went to high school and got to the decision point where I needed to decide, you know, because it's logical that we have to decide at 18 what we need to do with the rest of our life. But I had to make the big decision. Was I going to go into music and do art? Or was I going to use my skills in math and go into engineering? That was tough. My passion, my goals, my love in life was, was in music. I, I mean, I wanted to be like the next Katy Perry, right? <laughs> um, but I also enjoyed, you know, this analytical part of my brain. And I decided that that's, you know, where society pushed me. Society pushed me in this, go to college, get a good job, you know, be stable. You know, there's this typical pressure that we all come up against in certain ways throughout our life. I just happened to get that at 18 and went in that direction. I loved it. No, don't let my, I guess I'm not trying to sound negative. I obviously love both sides of my brain, but I tell you this because it feeds towards my story and why I wrote a book. I studied aerospace engineering. I got a job and started designing spacecraft. You know, I worked in that industry for over 10 years and grew into an executive leader role in a startup. It was awesome. I did so many things that I was just, you know, working that career ladder that so many of us who, you know, join kind of this nine to five life, we get kind of stuck in, you know, maybe we enjoy it and we love it. But if you're like me and, and you have these side passions, like I, music is with me. I've been writing music for, you know, 20 years. I'm always thinking about, man, I never put enough time into that or I'd love to do more art, or I'd love to do a house concert. Man, it's my, been my goal, my quote, whole life to record my album, but I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm spending so much time in my corporate career job. When I get done with that, I'm tired or I'm prioritizing other things. And as the years you know add up, I was frustrated, continue to be frustrated that I didn't I couldn't figure out how to live both lives effectively. And I think a lot of us struggle with this. A lot of us, you know, there's what you have to do. Like, <laughs> yes, there are people out there who maybe don't have to have a job and they have, you know, financial security in a different way. And that, that's awesome. Great for them. There's a lot of us who have either multiple jobs or very long hour jobs, you know, because that's part of the the world we're living in. But how do we feed our passion along the way. And I got to a point where I was in this startup for uh, over four years. And, you know, 
being a female in engineering is challenging. I, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of challenging, interesting experiences <laughs> that caused a lot of mental health issues, you know, for me in the long run that I needed to separate from that world, from that corporate lifestyle and find myself, find out who I was. So I quit my job <laughs> and I said I would take a two month sabbatical, if you will, to figure out how to reset and find myself before I went and found a new job or something like that. And I came up with this decision to write a book. I, my name, Alakai, I'm named after a children's book author, actually. And it's always been the sub goal of mine to say I should become an author. You know, that feeds to my whole creative side of my mind as well. And I said, it's time that there's something in the universe telling me, you know, spirit is telling me, go do this. But what, like, what was I going to write? I, all kinds of ideas. And I realized, hey, Alakai, you know, you have this method that you have been building up over the last 10 years. That method is what has driven you. It's what has gotten you through accelerating in your career, through making sure that even maybe, maybe it's not as much time as you want, but you are doing music and you are doing art and you are working on prioritizing your family. And you're building up, you know, financial education first and then growing and then, you know, try to build. But all of those things were all part of this method I created called the summit method. And the summit method was something that I knew I needed to share with others. Because if I could get to this point where after 10 years in this, in this one industry, I could figure out how to quit and take time to find myself. It was because I had a plan. It was because I went through this method for 10 years. I wanted to share that with others. How could I help others elevate their life, find their purpose, build a five-year plan, execute that plan, and just become the best version of themselves? And that is how I found myself to write this book. And then here I am talking to you today, you know, wanting to share the message and, you know, if I can change one life at a time, then, then I'm reaching my goal. That is beautiful. And you know what? Congratulations for fight, fulfilling your passion and what you want to do. This is great. And I was just talking to you about how, because in my background, I was an alcoholic for many, many years. And once I decided to become sober, I found a mindset coach and my mindset coach, what she did is she gave me a goal sheet. She says, okay, you need to write down your goals. Here's your one-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan. What do you want for what in within one year? And these are the categories of relationships, finances, uh, career, uh, personal growth. And there were some other things in there as well. And I did that. And I was going, I remember going through the yearly one and I was checking off things that I was actually completing. I'm like, check, check, did that, did that. And it is very important to write everything down. Now, your book actually focuses on the mindset. Now, why do you believe that a positive growth mindset is crucial for strong mental health? Absolutely. So, and I don't only believe that a mindset, you know, is, is crucial for strong personal growth and beyond. 
it's so important to me that it is the first entire section and phase of my book because it is the, you know, the bedrock of how we build our life. Mindset is so important because, you know, this maybe this won't blow your mind, but it always blows my mind, which is, do you realize that your mind is really the only thing you have that is yours? You know, no one else in the world, I mean, let's, you know, there might be inventions in the future where we can start reading people's minds, but I don't, I don't know if I want to, <laughs> I don't know if I want that, but you know, I have thoughts that you don't know. You have thoughts that I'm never going to know. And your mind is this incredible sandbox where we can create anything. I could close my eyes right now and envision, you know, landing on the moon if I wanted to. I could also envision terrible things, right? So you can envision a successful world. You can envision pain and heartbreak. And your mind is this amorphous blob of creation. And that is why it is so incredibly important for us to remember mindset. We take it for granted. We just go through our life. We, you know, our mind drives everything. Our brain feeds, you know, how we function. But we forget that that is a sandbox. Again, we can change it. We can create things. And so when you are going through life and you're either making a five-year plan or you're just going through the day or you're up against, you know, challenges in life, it's so easy for us to not remember that we have a sandbox of creativity in our minds. We have the opportunity to change our mind. You have the opportunity to get out of a negative energy and say, hmm, how can I look at this with a positive light? How can I look at this five-year plan, which I'm like, oh, I can't make a five-year plan. This is really difficult and stressful. And I don't know what I'm doing, eating for breakfast tomorrow, let alone, you know, what I'm going to do five years from now or a year or a month. That's a negative mindset. That's a, a, it's not providing growth. And so I believe that mindset is so important because it is the fundamentals of how you choose to take a pausing moment and yes. change your life, right? With your mind, you gotta, you gotta have all the tools there to, to get the negativity out so you can make for a positive future. It reminds me of that Tears for Fear songs. Welcome <laughs> to your, okay, I'm not a singer like you, <laughs> but the one that goes, welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you're probably too young to remember. No, I, first of all, I okay. love that song. You're, you're awesome. You're doing great. You know, we're, yeah, we're all singing and dancing in our minds right now so it's all good because <laughs> right, it's, it's so true what you just said about our mind you know it is ours you know unless we have telepathy <laughs> we really don't know what you're thinking what I'm what you're thinking and I just know what I'm thinking and what's nice is I can always change my thoughts I don't always have to believe the thoughts in my head it could be it could serve us or it cannot serve us and we get to decide which way do we want our minds to work for us I always want my mind to work in favor for me. So sometimes if it's saying something negative to me, one thing that I do is I just do the opposite. <laughs> Regardless, 
if it's like a goal, like say, for example, I wanted to wake up at five in the morning just to make it to some workout class in the gym, I'm just giving a hypothetical. But then I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. You know, that mind say, no, sleep, sleep. But then I'm like, nope, do the opposite, get up. <laughs> so, and then you just feel much better afterward. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's the power of your mind, right? You you can change it. It's not easy. I mean, don't don't get me wrong to, to everyone listening out there. I'm not pretending like changing your mind is easy. It's a practice. And in my book, which I haven't even mentioned, so I'm an author of a book. It's called Conquer Your Summit, How to Build a Five-Year Plan and Live Your Best Life. And in my book, I talk about this mindset change muscle and that you have to practice it. You have to practice saying, nope, I'm going to the gym. You have to practice saying, you know what? I'm going to be, you know, positive in this particular scenario. And it's not easy. In fact, sometimes it just doesn't work out. You you know, you you have a negative experience or you didn't make it to the gym. But I challenge you to, you know, later in the day, take a moment and say, okay, how do I reflect on that and practice in my brain reliving that scenario differently? Because when you practice what a positive growth mindset would look like, you will then be able to use that when the time comes and, you know, your transition into it being easier to do, which feeds into planning for your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about planning, what are some of those key planning and execution tools that you actually highlight in your book that can help our listeners live the life they actually envision? Absolutely. So we started with mindset. That was good. Mindset is first phase. Second phase is planning techniques. You need to actually, you know, write down what you want your life plan to be. Because while in the previous statement, you know, our sandbox mind is really awesome and we, you know, we can create whatever we want. But the problem is our minds are not very accountable. They can change and they forget and you know, we lose track of time. There's so much that happens in our mind. So what do we have to do? We have to create a physical, written, visual plan to keep our minds in check. <laughs> so they can't, you know, say, no, sorry, I'm not going to the gym. No, they've got this visual plan in front of themselves that they can't, uh, you know, get around. So to answer your question, the way it works in my book is it's called the summit event. And in your summit event, you follow these key techniques. The first piece, and I'll talk about it at high level. I don't, you know, I know we're all listening here, so you're not, you know, wanting to hear step-by-step approach to <laughs> how to do this. I've got worksheets. I have a companion book. It's all, you know, they're laid out in, in the book. But you start by looking at your current state. So you got to write down where you are in your personal growth, which is, you know, Personal growth is traveling and education and, you know, health and, you know, spirituality and, you know, anything you're passionate about, your dreams. What What is you as a person? Because, you know, not because of being selfish, but because we are people, you know, if you can't focus on yourself and make sure that you are a solid human being, then you can't expect to serve others well. So just make sure that you do prioritize a bit of your self-love and, you know, personal growth. Then you're going to feed into financial freedom. 
because unfortunately the world works around money and uh, haven't figured out how to change that yet. So we definitely need to make sure we understand our finance situation. Finances usually lead to your career uh, because career is really, how are you, what are you doing with your time in exchange for money? And the money goes into your financial plan. Maybe that's a bunch of gig work. Maybe you have a nine to five. Maybe you, you know, I don't know. Everyone's got all kinds of different careers, right? And then you you close with deep thoughts in community, community engagement, community impact. That's your family, your friends, and externally. That's, you know, if you're in a volunteer organization or at church or at work, these are the people in your life who are kind of the external bubble from family and friends, but you interact with them and they matter. And it's important for you to set goals around how you build your entire community and the legacy that comes from that. So those are the four pillars that I talk about in my book and the four pillars to planning execution. You have to sit down and say, what is my current state? And there's a form, but it doesn't matter how you do it. I like to get a notebook out and just write it down. And does, you don't have to follow these you know, intricate steps. The point is, is look at your current state, even if it's hard. And the reason we talked about mindset and mental tools first is because, you know, there was a point in my life where I had, you know, a lot of debt I was trying to get through. I, I was, you know, learning about life. I was, you know, young. I didn't know how to build finances. And that's hard. It's hard to look at sometimes. And so we just kind of shove it away. Or negative mindset sets in or, you know, thoughts, overwhelming anxiety comes in. So you have to make sure you take the mental tools and say, no, it's okay. It's okay to look at your current state, love your current state, because you're about to make a plan to make it into your ideal state. So write out your current state. Then you're going to do a mind map. So I talk a lot about mind maps in my book where I just find it as an easy way to say, here's a central question. Set a timer for five minutes, open your mind, let go of, you know, inhibitions and just Every answer is a good answer. What are you thinking? So the first one you're going to do for both of the, you know, all four of those pillars, you know, community, personal growth, career finances, what's the ideal state look like for you? And it could be in one year, it could be five years, it could be, you know, 10 years. Don't, don't think about it as in time. Just take a moment and just imagine, use that sandbox mind that, you know, you have and see, visualize the life you want. Write that down. Now you're going to build a planning sandwich. You have the bottom bread is your current state that you've already written down. And the top bread is this mind mapping exercise you've done to look into your future and all the options. Well, bread is awesome, but a sandwich is made of all of the ingredients inside. And those are the steps to get there. So you will then build a five-year plan by setting year one and setting year five between these, you know, now and the big goals and say, what are the mini steps to get to that big goal? Let me give a quick example. Let's say you are trying to become, you know, a power lifter and get into competitions. Well, to get there, what are the steps? It's highly going to depend on your current state. You've written that down. Okay. You know you want to be, 
whatever weight or whatever, you know, um, category you want to get to. And, you know, oh, I want to be able to lift my body weight times two. Honestly, powerlifting is fascinating and people are amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen some of the skills and it, it's, it's quite inspiring, but it takes years of work to get there. And they don't just, you know, walk out day one and be like, all right, I want to meet my goal right now. This is this, we got to do this. No, you, you've set many steps. I'm sure the first step was sign up for a gym. If you haven't done that yet, you know, it's little things. It's the little things you got to write out goal for year one, goal for year two, goal for year three. You're going to do that for each one of your pillars. Look at your personal growth. What are, what are your, you know, ideal states, build out the mini steps, lay them out. And now you start to see this high level plan come together just because you looked at your current state and now you chose to give yourself the space to think about your ideal life. And don't let your family and friends or spouses or whoever influence you. This is you. Take the time for yourself. That's why it's a summit event. You're supposed to, you know, give yourself some space from those around you and, and be have the mental clarity to look at your life. Then you can take that five-year plan, break it up into two years and say month by month, what am I really going to do to get towards those goals? Then you get to like the one-year goal where are there three to five main, you know, themes that I want to work on this this year? You write those out. And that's kind of how you funnel down your plan because a big, broad five-year plan, while important because you need to have vision is not going to inspire you to get out of the bed to go to the gym in the morning. <laughs> you know, that's way too easy to be like, ah, I got five years to get there. Like I'm good, you know? So you got to funnel it down to, you know, closer. And that's why in, in the summit method in my book, I ask you to do this summit event every three months. So once a quarter in your life, doesn't have to be exact, you know, pick a range, but about every three months, open that plan that you made make changes, review it. Where are you? You know, you talked earlier that, you know, your coach had you accountable and you started seeing that you were actually doing some of the things you wrote down. That's amazing. And that's, that's great. Also, five-year plans aren't scary because you can change them. A lot of people think, oh man, I don't know what I want to be in five years. I, I don't want to set a five-year plan. Who, I'm going to change, you know, 10 times. Great. Point is, is that you gave yourself the time to think about it and to look at your life. And that is how you will actually make a real change. Yeah, heck yeah. Seriously, there's something magical about putting a pen to a piece of paper and writing it down, just your goals. And I I was taught also something about the five levels of why. This was in my entrepreneur uh, business coaching, not my mindset coach, but my business coach taught us this. And she said, you know, you need to know why you're doing your business. And so I really had to think about it. And then the, 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 the final fifth why <laughs> was because I wanted to live a life where I can be surrounded by nature with family so I could be connected to God. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And to serve and just to love. <laughs> I was like, but it, it started from like, oh, I just want to uh, be happy. <laughs> 
but why do I want to be happy? You know, I had to break everything down. So that is that something also that you that you focus on as well? Yeah, I I love it. You know, I I just I'm handing the mic over to you. You you can talk about sections of my book, and you know we're we're good. No, I actually uh, the five whys is brilliant. You know, and and when going back to mental tools, first chapter of my book is about finding your purpose because in order to get to a point where you can build a five year plan and, and know where you want to go, you got to get through a lot of hurdles to make those plans. Um, but don't worry, the book gives you all kinds of tools to make it easy. And one of those is your drive, because when I want to, if I'm in the, I got to get up and go to the gym, I need a motivational purpose to do that. I need something that I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this because of X. That motivational purpose is what drives us. Our life purpose or finding our multiple life purposes will then feed towards these examples. And so I have people do a mind map talking about what are experiences you've had in your life that were challenging or have affected you deeply emotional, you know, that you, maybe you still carry. I ask people to do a mind map to bring up things that are difficult to, to think about that have affected them. I ask people to then think about their ideal life again, you know, of what, what fuels them. I ask people to then, you know, take a look at you know, family and other relationships and how that feels them and take all these different pieces and say, you know, make a life statement of X, you know, motivates me because why, what, what is this X and Y? And you start creating a subset of these life purpose statements, but that's not enough. You will take these. So, you know, one of the ones that I came up with is, oh, my life purpose is to help others. Yeah, that sounds good. I right. I want to help others. Let's do this. But then I did the five whys, right? You you have to take all of these goal decisions and sometimes take the time to ask yourself a why-based question per what you're saying about five times. And you know, I challenge all the listeners out there to to try this on something in their life. You'll be amazed. It's a fun activity it to get really cool. down. Yeah. Yeah. To get down to something where, you know, depending on what it is, you, yeah, you, you just get more refined, right? Mine became, went from help others all the way down to, I wanted to be able to find like financial clarity to free my, you know, mindset and be able to unlock the potential and how I can, you know, free my family. Like, oh, it was, it just got really detailed and exciting. And I could really be fueled by that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you feel it and it gives you like goosebumps, which are like truth bumps. <laughs> and it makes you feel, it gets your soul staring inside like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is why. <laughs> yeah. It's so awesome. Now, you also talk about breaking out of the social norm. Can you share some common societal expectations you believe hold people back? And how can one actually just overcome them? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I feel the social norm, you know, that's, it's such a tough one because it, you know, social norm is, is whatever the social norm is for you, <laughs> but it's also the social norm of what we are all bombarded with all the time and social media and, you know, everything that's coming our way. And what a social norm can do is get us into a group, right? We get into a, a path. 
And we forget about our passions. We forget about our dreams. We forget about this ideal life we wanted to build for ourselves because now we're back into social norms and back into like, into this kind of like rat race of life and (laughs) trying to, to get to where we want to go. And, you know, the last part of my book, the phase is, is about execution tools, execution habits, and how that feeds towards breaking social norms and becoming the you you always wanted to be. And I find that it may sound very simple. I hope it sounds very simple to people. I hope it's just a reminder and everybody, you know, gets up tomorrow and is like, man, that was, that's easy. I can do that because that's the point. It's supposed to be easy. You have to remind yourself of what you need to do to break out of social norms and to build with purpose. So I talk about execution techniques to do that, which is you need to have a journal or some sort of paper visualization where you have a vision board. Take time to either, you know, make it on a computer and print it out or print out pictures and stick it on the wall. And that's your vision board. That's the actual photographs or drawings of what you want your life to be. You're looking at personal growth and financing career and community, put little images that remind you that you're trying to become a bodybuilder and you want to visit your family more and you want to become a pop star and (laughs) you, you, you know, want to, I don't know, get a promotion at work, whatever it is that is driving you throw it up there so that every day you see it. So then when you go out your front door and you go into society, which is going to get you back into social norms and bring you, you know, into this, you know, cycle, you are broken from that cycle. You are broken from those norms every day when you wake up. I even go as far to say, get a piece of paper, write out those three to five goals that you built during your planning execution phase, put them at the door of your bedroom, put them on your nightstand, put them in the mirror in your bathroom, wherever you're going to look every day, put them at the front door as you're leaving the house. And you see that you're accountable. You're holding yourself accountable to change, to become awesome, to live your best life because hey, right there says, I'm going to record my album. What, what little step are you going to do today to get towards that? Maybe it's, oh, my my musician friend emailed me yesterday and I just haven't even read the email. What are you waiting for? That's one tiny step you can do today that no, it's not going to just magically, I have a recorded album in my hand, but we have to go through the steps. We have to remind ourselves what we want, what we're fueled by, so we can break out of social norms and be unique. Be the unique person you are, like circling all the way back to the beginning of this conversation where we talked about our minds being the only place where you are you. That's true. You are you in your mind. You are unique. So you need to put, (laughs) have ways to have visualizations to bring your mind into real life and become the unique person that you are meant to be and to build to become. 
That's so beautiful. And in in my mind, I was actually, before you even shared this information about vision boards and little like sticky notes, or I was thinking of sticky notes or like little um little notes for yourself to so you could see every day that you would place. I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if you know vision boards, should we talk about vision boards? <laughs> I take it to the next level. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I was totally thinking about vision boards because I actually have on my, well, you can't see it now because I have all these messages on my, but I, on my screensaver here, I have, I created on Canva, like a vision board for myself. And I have one was podcast, believe it or not, actually. So I crossed that one out, replaced it with something else. But I also, I, I actually have like more family time living in, you know, having have a little farm. Uh, I, I think I also put toning up, not bodybuilding. <laughs> I just want to tone up, okay, and lean a little bit more. And then some other goals that I had there. So that's so cool. I love vision boards. I remember when I did a vision board long, long, long this is many, many years ago. It was all for the wrong reasons. It was more for like, like for like outward things like new car this this that. and now I look at my vision board and it's more like community you know family time serving others it's so different how I have transitioned because this is the old vision board is when I was drinking and then sober-minded is now is about all about service to others so that is so cool that you talked about that thank you for sharing that <laughs> of course absolutely you know that kind of rounds out what I'm about and honestly I love that you you have mentioned certain things that are in my book and that you've you'd either do yourself or you've learned from others and I just want to leverage to people what I talk about what I teach what I coach with others what I want to do to help you know people get into their best life it's 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 not you know, well, it's not rocket science. It's not, you know, this is a brand new fundamental formula. My vision is to bring a holistic people centered mindset to this. You know, I, I, I read a lot of self-help books that are, they're great. They, they teach wonderful lessons and some of them are more, more business focused and some of them are a little bit more dry and you know, I, I just want to be real with people. I share my stories. I, I talk about how, you know, I, I actually like lived in an RV on the streets for a while. I was like trying to make things work. I, I talk about how, what it means to get into low points and where you want to grow into high points all through this imagery of climbing a mountain so that it's, you know, fun and, you know, it's enjoyable to read. So I appreciate hearing that, you know, you actually have practiced so many of the things in my book and I just, you know, want to extend that. That's the goal, right? To take these these things that a lot of people talk about, but collect it all in a easy to read and enjoy way to say, this is a method for you to go out and change your life. Yeah. Just by you talking to me about your book, I can already tell your book is like, I think a hundred percent guaranteed if you follow the <laughs> steps and don't allow it to be shelf help. <laughs> You want to take action. That is the key word is action. You got to take action because I think people are just fearful of taking that. You know, this is also we talk about like getting out of that comfort zone and just so comfortable, you know, it's okay. You know, <laughs> no one's judging. We've all been, I've been there. I failed many times, but I've used it as like growing opportunities so I can learn. And that way I cannot make the same mistake again. 
Everything is about growth. Yeah. You know, I, nothing in my journey was easy. Nothing in most people's journeys is easy. It's about getting up again after maybe you fall down a couple of times and just remembering to be grateful, you know, thank those around you, remember your community, bring others with you. I, I actually didn't talk about it, but a, a fair point of my book is do this with a friend, do this with your spouse. Like it's one thing to build a plan for yourself, but you should build a plan with those around you, right? Because we're all humans and we want to be in a community and, and build together. And there's definitely a really strong value point in, in doing that. <laughs> totally. It reminded me about getting knocked down and getting up again is that Chumba Wumba song like, back yeah, in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know that one too, but I was like, oh, oh I do. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, you're a musician. You should, yeah, you know all the songs. <laughs> yes. So before we wrap up, can you just share a one actionable step our listeners can take today to make it awesome that yesterday gets jealous? Ooh, that is a good, oh, it's my favorite quote. So thank you. <laughs> um, one actionable step. Honestly, my one actionable step is stop what you're doing right now and just grab a piece of paper, number it one to five, and just write five things that you want out of life. I don't care what the theme is, if it's family, community, or you know, financial or career, personal growth, and all of the intricacies that go into personal growth. Just stop right now and write one to five things that you want out of life, whether it's something tomorrow or something 10 years from now. And just stick it on the wall somewhere in your house. Just try it. Try it for me. See what it's like to see something every day. You will be amazed that that constant reminder is what you need to say, you know what? I'm ready to now actually make a plan to do those things because I love seeing this reminder. How can I dive deeper into making it happen? But I challenge everyone to just give yourself a visual cue. I'll leave you with this. If that doesn't sell you enough, when you go to the grocery store <laughs> and you don't bring a list, what happens? <laughs> so true. You're going to, I mean, you're going to probably get what you need, but you're probably also going to get a lot more than what you need or you don't go hungry. That's a whole different conversation. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you didn't go to the grocery store with any kind of plan other than what's kind of in your head. That's the social norm. That's what you're doing every day. You're leaving your house kind of just moving through life. But when you go to the grocery store with a list, not only will you get everything you want, hopefully, unless you forget something, which happens all the time for me, but even if I have a list, but you are now probably, you're not going to spend as much, right? Because now you're like, oh, I just need this list. Maybe there's a couple of things you, oh, those that bag of popcorn looks really delicious. I'm going to throw that in there. But you have set a plan. You are good you know, on the cost of the, the grocery bill and you've, you're feeling good. You, you did the task because you made a plan and you had a visual. The visualization is key. So I leave you with, you can think and wish and dream and have passions about everything under the sun in your life. You can be me saying, I want to 
record my album and tour the country and, you know, share my music with others. But if you don't put visuals in front of you, it, it, I don't want to say it won't happen, but it's just going to, it's just going to be that much harder. So leave here making one visual for your life. Yes, <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Thank you, Alakai. You are amazing. And where can people find your book or connect with you? Absolutely. So my website, which is www.conqueryoursummit.com. That's a place where you can both find the book, contact me, all kinds of stuff is all there on the website. I am also on social media at Alakai Simone Books on Instagram and TikTok, but my book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere where you might find books on the internet, you should be able to find it. Conquer Your Summit, How to Build a Five-Year Plan and Live Your Best Life. Love it. Love it. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on my show today. It's been a delight and thank you for serving others. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been such a joy, honestly, really great conversation. And hopefully someone out there has also been inspired. That is, that is really my goal every single time. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.